Good morning, church. Hey, today, as you know, is Celebration Sunday, and, and we're going to be celebrating a number of baptisms this morning. And a baptism is simply an outward expression of an inward reality in people's lives. Yeah, you can go ahead and take a seat. It, it represents a person's dying to their old self, being washed in the Spirit, and being raised in the newness of life. And that's what we're going to be celebrating all day today. And, and the people you're going to see baptized right now have already spoken with leaders, shared their profession of faith, and so they're just going to be publicly making that known to you in baptism this morning. Buenos días a todos. Hoy celebramos eh, un evento especial en nuestra iglesia y es que personas han uh, decidido bautizarse. El bautismo es una realidad externa de algo interno que ha pasado en donde la persona muere espiritualmente y resucita para una nueva vida y eso es lo que representa el bautismo varios hermanos hoy han decidido bautizarse han hablado con líderes de la iglesia para confirmar esto y van a hacerlo públicamente esta mañana we also realize that during our service and the message today God may call some of you and awaken your heart to him in the midst of that. You may want to follow him and trust him, and you may want to step forward and be baptized as well, and we want to make that possible. We have several spontaneous baptisms, even people this morning that have said they want to get baptized just showing up this morning, and we're going to make that possible as well. So if that's you today in our service, and you feel God awakening your heart and saying, I want to follow him, and I want to make that known, uh, we're going to be in the back over here in the corner. There's two signs that say, baptism back there. I'll be back there with a few men and women and we will walk through that conversation with you and help you understand what it means to follow Jesus and what baptism means and you'll be able to celebrate at the end of our service today. Si durante el servicio esta mañana usted se siente tocado por el Señor y el Señor ha hablado a su corazón para que usted tome una decisión de seguir a Jesús como su personal Salvador y desea a través de esa decisión, a raíz de eso desea confirmarlo a través del bautismo, nos dará mucho gusto. Vamos a tener un, al final del servicio un tiempo de bautismos espontáneos. Si usted quiere confirmar eso, vamos a estar ahí atrás en una área de la esquina de este santuario para poder platicar y confirmar eso. Y que usted pueda esta mañana tomar la decisión de bautizarse. So we also want you to know we have shorts, we have shirts, we have towels uh, for you if you want to do that. Don't let any kind of secondary issue prevent you from celebrating the beauty of God awakening your heart to him today. So come and see us in the back corner any time of the service. Uh, you want to do that and we will walk you through that and prepare you for our celebration today. Vamos a tener también, eh, si no vino preparado, obviamente, vamos a tener eh, playeras, vamos a tener shorts, vamos a tener toallas también para que usted pueda dar este paso. Eh, lo importante es que usted platique con nosotros al final du o durante el servicio, al final de a la, a la esquina de este santuario para hacer posible esto. No deje que algo secundario sea un obstáculo para dar este paso de obediencia al Señor. Let's celebrate. Let's celebremos. Well, church family, I'm so excited to get to be here with you today. I'm with my friend, Mike Lopez. Mike, I just want to ask you the question, have you placed your faith in Jesus Christ alone for your salvation? Absolutely, yes, Amen. in Yeshua. Amen. Yes. So Mike, it's my great pleasure 
to get to baptize you today, my friend, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. You have been buried with him in death. And you have been raised alive. Victory in Jesus! Victory in Jesus! another one coming. It's tight quarters back there, so. All right. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, um, th this is my friend, Victor Vargara. I've, I've known him um, since uh, 2005, um, and I've, I've been able to see uh, the work that God has done in his life. And, and um, I've listened to his story, I've heard his story, and, and it is clear that, that he has acknowledged uh, all the things that we are talking about, that, that, it, that we are a church that is simply about Jesus, and that is what his life is. And so I'm gonna ask you a question, Victor. Um, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and trusted him completely? Yes, I have, absolutely. Amen, brother. Well, then it is my pleasure to baptize you my brother in Christ, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, you've been buried with him in his death, raised to walk in newness of life. Let's continue to worship and celebrate together. Will you stand with us if you're able?
money of the Lord. Oh, praise His name. Yes, for endless Thank you for taking the first step. Thank you for pursuing. God, we believe even now you're pursuing. You're saying, come home. I'm right here. I've been calling you. It's safe. Come home. I'm with you, and I'll be with you. We'll work it out together. Whatever past, whatever church hurt, whatever family hurt, whatever father means to you, We'll journey together. I'll heal you. I'll bring hope. I'll speak light to the dark. I'm with you. So God, we pray for freedom in this place. We pray for courage. That we'll say, yes, here I am, Lord. Even yet again, help us to remember our baptism. That we were once lost, but now we're found. That you called me. You called each of us by name and said, you are mine. Come. thank you. We celebrate. We celebrate you. We celebrate that third day when you rose and changed everything and the promise you're coming again to make it all right, make it perfect. We hold on to that hope and we celebrate in Jesus' name. Amen. And all God's people said, amen. amen. Turn to your neighbor and say, let's celebrate or celebremos. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Good morning, guys, good morning. Guys, we are, we're having a lot of fun today. I'm excited, this is a good day. Uh, my name is Kel Casto. I'm the student pastor here at Austin Oaks. And uh, if it looks like at any point during the sermon that I'm sweaty or my hair sweaty, I'm not. I hugged Victor and just assume that uh, that's what it is. There's no sweat here, right? I'm fine. It's cool, right? Uh, guys, we're so excited because if you haven't noticed, this is Celebration Sunday and we're here to have a great time, right? Because of this, the next phrase I utter is either going to be the best thing you can ever hear a preacher say or the biggest lie a preacher ever says, 
I only got a quick, for, quick word for you today, right? Nothing too long, right? And now, am I lying or is this a sweet gift? Only time will tell. Uh, but with that, let's go ahead and dive in. So if you've been with us over the past few weeks, we've been going through this series called Water Always Makes a Way, where we've been talking about how the Holy Spirit moves in power in our lives. And it's really fitting that Celebration Sunday is right in the middle of this series because on a day where we are celebrating life change, new life, and so the, the stories of how God is working in our lives, we have to acknowledge that the, whole, the only way that life change actually occurs is through the power and the working of the Holy Spirit. And so with that, I'd love it if y'all could just go ahead and open up your Bibles, if you have them, to John chapter 3. If you don't, totally okay. The words are going to be on the screen. But as you're turning there... Uh, I want to set the context, right? So at this point, Jesus has been baptized, much like our friends. Uh, he's started his ministry. He's starting to collect his disciples. Uh, and he's turned water into wine. And then he's cleared the temple in a notoriously gentle fashion, right? Uh, and at this point, he's starting to gain a little bit of a reputation, some notoriety, right? And with the Pharisees, it's kind of a negative reputation. And in John chapter 3, we, we come upon this conversation with Jesus and one of these Pharisees, one of the religious rulers of the day, and it's a man named Nicodemus. And I love this passage and really the whole story of Nicodemus because it displays uh, not only, you know, the, what happens sometimes when we plan a conversation in our minds and, and we think it's going to go one way and then it just goes quickly awry because there ain't no way that Nicodemus thought that his conversation with Jesus was going to go in this direction. But we also get to see this beautiful, wonderful experience of what happens when we come into personal, individual contact with Jesus, when he reveals a little bit about himself and about the kingdom of God and how our lives are forever changed after this moment, where we can't just continue living the same way once we interact with Jesus, right? And so at the beginning of this chapter, we see a pretty, like, conflicted Nicodemus because he is this ruler of the Jews, this one of these Pharisees. He's really important. But he has this conversation. He's clearly wanting to interact with Jesus and talk with him and, and learn from him because he's seeing these things. But he doesn't really want to be seen associating with Jesus. So in the middle of the night, he goes and starts having this conversation with Jesus. But because he wants to, like, you know, he's, he's planning this out. He's trying to do this well. He starts off by deferring to Jesus with this really respectful title. He says, Rabbi, teacher. And then he tries to butter him up with a compliment. He's saying, we know that you are a teacher come from God for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. And immediately Jesus responds, not with gratitude or acknowledgement, but by saying, truly, truly, I say to you, unless one is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And you may think that this is just Jesus changing the subject in a weird way because it feels like he does that a lot. But what he's actually saying is you say that you are aware of me being from God because you see me doing these crazy things. But I'm telling you, you can't see or know about the kingdom of God unless you have been born again. And Nicodemus, my friend, you have not been born again. Nicodemus knows that Jesus is doing God-like things, but he does not acknowledge him as God. Or to phrase it another way, Nicodemus can't recognize the kingdom because he does not recognize the king. And the only way for him to recognize the king 
is if he has been made new and aware of who the king actually is. And that only happens through the working of the Holy Spirit. So after Jesus' initial response, Nicodemus, I think, responds like a lot of us would in this scenario, where he takes this extremely literally, and he asks, how can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? And I'm not going to get into that too much, because this is just, that's, that's too tempting of a joke to make, right? But this is just hilarious imagery for us to go into. But Jesus responds by saying, truly, truly, I say to you, Unless one is born of water and the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. And that which is born of the flesh is flesh. And that which is born of the spirit is spirit. Do not marvel that I said to you, you must be born again. The wind blows where it wishes and you hear its sound, but you do not know where it comes from or where it goes. So it is with everyone who is born of the spirit. This is a weird conversation at face value and it it doesn't end here. And it keeps getting weirder, right? But Jesus is saying that the only way to enter the kingdom of God is to be cleansed of the sin that separates us from God and then to be resurrected, to be made new, to be reborn in new life through the Holy Spirit. And obviously at this point, Jesus has not died and risen from the grave. And so Nicodemus wouldn't have that awareness to fall back on. But what he would have is all of the Old Testament filled with scripture regarding resurrection and new life and being clean and, and being made, made pure and, and being healed from brokenness. Scripture, like Ezekiel 36, 24 to 27, where God is talking to the scattered and conquered Israelites. And he says, I will take you from the nations and gather you from all the countries and bring you into your own land. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be made clean from all your uncleannesses and from all your idols I will cleanse you and I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you and I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and give you a heart of flesh and I will put my spirit within you and I will cause you to walk in my statutes and be careful to obey my rules. We all see this unfortunate reality that we are separated from God by nature of who we are and what we do and and what we want. We have this longing to be made clean and good enough, to be made new. But ultimately, we always come to this conclusion that we can't do this on our own. In the same way that we aren't in control of our first birth, our physical birth, and if you think you had control in that matter, would love for you to ask your mom about that, right? In the same way, we are not in control of our second birth, of our spiritual birth of the Holy Spirit. Jesus, luckily in this moment, does not just leave Nicodemus nor us with just the the awareness of our shortcomings, of how we are unable to do anything on our own. He doesn't leave us there, and nor does he leave us just in the mystery of how the Holy Spirit actually makes a heart of stone turn into a heart of flesh, a dead heart into a living heart. We don't get that information, but what Jesus does, he sorry about that, is Jesus himself brings about new life and life change for us. And we see this in Nicodemus's life as well as through the stories that we're looking at here uh, in baptism and, and the people that we get to hear declaring God's you know, kingdom today, right? But in Nicodemus's life, we see him two more times in scripture. And, and both of these start showing this turning of the wheel for him, how he is progressively changing and moving toward God. First time we see him, 
is in John chapter 7. And at this point, Jesus is just like making the Pharisees crazy. They are furious at him. And they are going, how are we going to kill this guy? We need to end him. We need to just get this out of the way. And Nicodemus, the advocate, staunchly defends Jesus by saying, does our law judge a man without first giving him a hearing and learning what he does? Super defensive, right? Like he's coming, no, okay, maybe he's not Superman in this moment, right? But we see this clear change from Nicodemus who is now willing to go, hey, maybe we shouldn't just murder someone. And instead, he's going, hey, like we, we should hear him out. But this is the same guy who four chapters previous was saying, I don't even want to be seen associating with him, so I'm going to hide, and I'm going to have this conversation with him in the middle of the night. We're seeing this life change start to happen. And the second time in Scripture that we see him after this moment is at the very end of John. Right after Jesus has been taken down from the cross, he is dead, and all of his disciples and followers have abandoned him, there are only two people that scripture names who are left. It's a man named Joseph of Arimathea and our boy Nicodemus. And Nicodemus is not just there, but he has brought 75 pounds of burial ointments and spices. Like 75 pounds is a lot, right? Like that's a small fortune, right? That's a, like a child's worth of like ointments, right? Maybe that's a weird example to use of like a weight and measurement, but like you get it, right? But he has displayed his association with Jesus in this super weird way. I don't know where it is. Is this better? Okay, cool. Fine, I don't get to talk with my hands today. That's okay. But uh, what we see, right, is not just Nicodemus saying, like, I'm going to, you know, you know, it's a good thing to do to make sure that this guy can get buried properly. But he is openly associating himself with Jesus in the middle of the day and recognizing who Jesus actually is. And he does this in two really powerful ways. First, he's not associating with the risen king. He's not looking at Jesus glorified, conquering death, making sure that all people are aware that he is the like risen and, and glorious savior. He is associating with the dead king, the convicted criminal, the shamed, like crucified criminal who is now dead. But he's doing this because he knows that Jesus in, in what he's done is the king. Right? And the second thing he does is he has made himself ceremonially unclean and unfit for worship in the midst of the most important Jewish holiday and festival on their calendar. And he's doing this because he has something better. He can't just say, I'm going to hide this in the shadows anymore. Nicodemus has recognized the king and his kingdom. But this doesn't happen because Nicodemus just something, knew something that we didn't or that other people didn't or that he had this you know, awareness of who Jesus was that other people couldn't have or that he heard a teaching that no one else could have. But instead, Nicodemus experienced the true cleansing and the power and renewal and rebirth from the Holy Spirit that only happens when we have this personal awareness and changing because of the work of Jesus in our hearts. 
that happens because the Holy Spirit has come upon us and changed us from dead to alive. And that's why we're here today. That's why we get to call this Celebration Sunday, right? This isn't, you know, mediocre Sunday. This is Celebration Sunday because when we look at worship and baptism and everything else that we do today, this is an opportunity for us to celebrate. When we have baptisms, this is our opportunity to say, Lord, you have made me new, that I have been buried with you in your death and raised with you in your resurrection. I am new, not because of anything I did, but because the Holy Spirit came upon me and moved me into salvation and life. When we worship, we're not just singing empty words to a melody. We're declaring with our voices, with our lives, Jesus, you are savior, you are Lord, I love you, I need you. You moved me from death to life and we declare that. And we celebrate by recognizing the stories of life change that God is doing in our congregation. The people that you're sitting by, we get to celebrate together going, we are family we are alive together because God has made it so. And that's why we're here today. It's so sweet because when we look at our lives, we recognize that there is nothing we could do to ever earn salvation. We have this longing, this, this need to be made new, to be made clean, but we can't, but Jesus can. When Jesus died on the cross, he took all of our sins that separated us from God, put them on his shoulder and did away with them. He took all of our uncleanness and made us pure, all of our brokenness and made us healed. And when he rose from the grave, he guaranteed life for us. He guaranteed that we would not just live, but that we would have the life to the fullest, full of hope, full of love and purpose for eternity. And that only happens because he sent the Holy Spirit to make us from death to life, to change us and to give us life change, to give us new life. Titus 3, 3 to 7 says, for we ourselves were once foolish, disobedient, led astray, slaves to various passions and pleasures, passing our days in malice and envy, hated by others, hating one another. But when the goodness and loving kindness of God, our Savior, appeared, he saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the washing of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, whom he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ, our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. Amen. What a sweet joy and a sweet truth that is, that we get to declare, you have made me new not because of me, but because of your mercy that you have richly lavished upon me. What a sweet word that is. So what do we do now? We celebrate. We are called to celebrate in sweet and wonderful ways. So as I close and the band is getting ready up here, we're gonna end up doing one more song of worship before we do more baptisms. But I encourage you during this song, I would love for you to take a moment to consider if and how the Holy Spirit might be moving you, how he might be stirring your heart. This might feel different, but in the midst of a season where we as a church are trying to be more spirit-led, I wanna encourage us to contemplate where and how the Holy Spirit is moving you. This might feel 
weird or strange or like foreign. And, and I believe me, this is to me. I am not, you know, my history has not been the like, all right, Holy Spirit, let's do this, right? Like this is different. But I want to encourage you, if you feel a stirring in your heart, if you feel like the Lord is trying to say something to you, listen. Pay attention to what the Lord might be doing in your heart. Let yourself be stirred by the Holy Spirit. Let him move and direct you. And in, in particular, I'd love for you to pay attention to two potential ways that God may be moving you and working in your heart. As pastors Chad and Omar talked about earlier, we're gonna have baptisms here in a second and those aren't just for the people who scheduled it out ahead of time, right? Where it's like, well, you know, I make sure, right? If you feel like the Lord is leading you to be baptized, I wanna encourage you to go talk to pastors Chad or Omar or one of the members of their team there in that back corner, it says baptism or bautismo, right? There, we have little flags back there. Make sure you go talk to them. And this could be that if you've been saved recently and you, you've called out to Jesus and you know that the next step for you is baptism, maybe you've been saved for a while and have kind of been kicking this can down the road and you know that now is the moment. Maybe you were baptized as a child, but it really wasn't something that you had a lot of say in, that you want to declare with your own life now that you want to be baptized. Or even if you just have questions, if you want information about baptism, I would encourage you, please go talk to someone because we are gonna open the baptismal up for anyone who wants it. We're gonna have you talk to someone and, and walk through things, and, but we want to make this available for you because we wanna celebrate what God is doing in your lives. And the second thing is if you have never called out to Jesus in general, if you feel like you have, you're hearing these things, maybe you've been going to this church or somewhere, maybe you have no church experience at all, but you know that you are broken and in need of healing. You know that you are just desperate for something better and you know you have never called out to Jesus. You've never found life and salvation in him. You've never said, Jesus, I need you to be my Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit. I need you to make me new because only you can provide life and purpose in all things good. This is for you too. Please go talk to one of the members in the back Go find one of the staff members, a, a, you know, your small group leader, an elder. Find someone because if the Lord is stirring you towards salvation, don't let that sit. Don't just go maybe, maybe another time. Maybe I'll do this later on. Do it now. Let the Lord move you. Be moved by the Holy Spirit. Go talk to someone, get information and allow yourself to experience life and life at its fullest with Christ. Let the Holy Spirit move you. Guys, we love Celebration Sunday, not just because we get to you know, play some more worship songs than usual. It's like, oh, cool, bad. But because we get to celebrate life change. We get to celebrate new life. And so as I close and, and as the band plays this song, please, I encourage you, if you have questions about baptism or salvation, please go talk to someone. 
And while we're here, when you're watching worship and when you're participating in worship, when you're watching people get baptized, let this stir your own heart. Let it remind you of your own baptism and your own salvation so you can say, Lord, you are good. We have a new member of the family. We love them. We care about them. And I want to remember my salvation or let it go. Do I need to do this? Do I need to call out myself in salvation to the Lord? Let yourself be stirred by the Holy Spirit. Let's pray. Father God, we're so grateful for you. We're so thankful for who you are and what you do. Jesus, thank you for making everything possible for us that we can't even have life without you. Without you dying on the cross and raising from the dead, Lord, we have no chance, but you gave us everything and you give it to us for free. No strings attached, no cost necessary for us, except saying, Lord, I need you. Lord, what we provide to you is a broken heart and a broken spirit, but you say, please, that's all I want. God, let us be moved by you. Holy Spirit, be here with us. Move hearts towards you. Move in salvation. Move in power. Use us to do mighty works in South Austin and around this church. Move your kingdom, Lord. Let us be a representative of who you are and let us celebrate new life and life change with you. God, you're good. We pray this in your holy and amazing name. Amen.
throw a robe around us and say welcome home as we celebrate you lead us. So Spirit, lead me where my chest is without water. You want to sing out church. Continue to celebrate. All right. He did it, peeps. He changed. I, uh, I had one of those little magician's rings behind <laughs> stage with, with a flourish. <laughs> so my wife told me not to wear my really floral bathing suit because that's 
like too much. So, guys, uh, we're so excited because we have baptisms, and it's a particular pleasure and sweetness of mine because there are a few members of the students' ministry. First, we have a, one of our leaders named Daniel, and a couple uh, of our uh, of our high school guys afterwards, Dylan and Dominic, and then my friend Noah, uh, who are all going to get baptized right now, and we'll have more later. Uh, but right now, Daniel, I'd love for you to come on in as he's guys get in the hand. So uh, Daniel is one of our leaders, uh, and uh, he's been following Jesus the past few years, but has really felt a pressing need to follow uh, Jesus right now in baptism. He was baptized as a, as a child, but really wasn't his decision. Now he gets to declare that with his life and his choice right now. And so, Daniel, uh, is it your public profession of faith that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that you've been made new in the Holy Spirit? Absolutely, yes. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to ask you to... Right here. So I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death and raised to walk in the newness of life. Awesome, buddy. That's so sweet. All right. Zach Lobauer is going to be baptizing two of our high school guys. He's been discipling them and pouring into them for a while now. Uh, So first off, we have uh, Dylan Loro. So Dylan, if you want to come on in. Move out of the way. Uh, One, I've never baptized anyone, so this is probably going to be a little off. It's going to go crazy. Yeah. Uh, But, you know, the Holy Spirit takes care of everything. Um, Before I I baptize uh, Dylan, I'm just going to say this has been one of the greatest pleasures um, getting to mentor Dylan, uh, not just in students ministry, but, but actually get to be his mentor. Um, I'm going to start crying, uh, get used to it. I cry all the time. The Holy uh, spirit. All, yeah. Water always makes a way. <laughs> yeah. It yeah. makes a way through my, uh, my tear ducts, but, uh, just getting to see the, the fruit in his life and, and just getting to be there and watch him open up and just, just get to, to get deeper into his love with the Christ. Like, it's just been so great. Uh, and it's, it's truly been a pleasure and a blessing of, of mine to, to get to see it firsthand. Um, so, Dylan, do you, uh, <laughs> sorry. Is it your public profession of faith? Yeah, is it your public <laughs> profession of faith? That Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior. <laughs> what he said. <laughs> yes. Yeah? Sweet. Uh, go ahead. I baptize you in the name of the Christ, buried in death. Let's go. And next up, uh, we have one of our, our senior guys, Dominic Johnson. He's going to come on in. Dominic, come on through. Careful, it's a little slippery. Uh, Dominic, you've been a, like an OG Austin Oaksir, right? Like, yeah. So you've been here for a while, yeah. and it, this has been such a sweetness for him because you get to have this moment of saying, I am following Christ. And there's a powerful movement there. And this is from a senior in our high school. That's awesome. So we love that. So, Zach, I'll ask you to take it away. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, sit. Yeah. Um, on the ledge. Yeah, push the ledge. You can just, uh, like, okay. yeah. yeah. Hey, just hey, hover. Just hover. <laughs> it's okay. Dominic's tall. Yeah. You know, a lot taller than me. It's okay. Um, is it your public uh, declaration of walking in the life of Christ and, and him as your Lord? Yes. Sweet. Uh, go ahead and cover. Yes. 
All right. Holy I, language. <laughs> I, I baptize you in the name of uh, Christ, buried in death, raised, walking. Woo! Right now, uh, my friend Noah Hazel is going to come on in. Careful, Noah. There you go. Very, very cool. So you can stand right here. So, Noah, you just, like, right now we're like, hey, I feel like the Spirit's leading me to get baptized, right? That's so awesome. We love that. So, Noah, is it your public declaration of faith that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that you've been moved to new life in the Holy Spirit? Amen. All right, I'm going to take your right hand. There you go. Clock it up. There you go. All right. It's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death and raised to walk in the newness of life. All right. We're going to continue in worship, uh, and then we're going to invite you, if you still want to be baptized, come talk to someone. Water's still warm. Let's stand if you're able. Let's celebrate. Till I'm made. 
And some of these are so sweet. Uh, we have a few uh, children and their dads who are going to be baptizing them, which is, is such a delight to my heart. So first, uh, Josh, if you want to come on out. Uh, so Josh is going to be baptizing too. Yeah. <laughs> So this is Oliver Broccolo. So Oliver. Yeah, Ollie. My son, I'm so proud of you. I know that the law weighs heavy on your heart, but we have confidence that Jesus has taken the curse of the law on our behalf, right? Yeah. So I'm so proud of you. Jesus loves you so much, and I love you too. So I have two questions for you, bud. The first question is, do you believe that Jesus lived, that he died, and that three days later he rose from the grave? Yes. Yes. And have you placed your trust in Jesus for the salvation of your sins? Yes. Yes. All right. Then we'll go ahead and plug your nose. On your profession of faith, Oliver, I get to baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in death, and raised to walk in newness. <laughs> You can wait here if you want, or if you want to go up there, you can. Okay, let's get on the stool. Stand up, you goofball. <laughs> All right. This is Josephine Broccolo. Yeah, Josie. Josie. All right. Josie, I love you, girl. Your passion and your zeal is so contagious, and I can't wait to see how God uses that for his kingdom. I love you, and I'm proud of you. So I've got two questions for you. 
First question, do you believe that Jesus lived, that he died, that he rose three days later? Yes. All right, and have you placed your faith and your trust in Jesus for the salvation of your sins? Yes. All right, let's get you baptized. Go ahead and hold on. All right, then Josephine, on your profession of faith, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in death, raised to walk in Jesus' for them. This is Craig and Emily Nix. Emily is going to be getting baptized. So if y'all want to come on down. Craig, you want the stool? Should I stand up? Uh, guys, this is my daughter, Emily. And it's my... It's pretty sweet privilege. What is it? water's warm. It's a sweet privilege for me to be able to do this. My, uh, she, she asked me to do this about just a few minutes before we walked into church today. So it was a total surprise. I had no time to plan, but um, I just want you to know how much I love you and how proud I am of you. So Emily, my question to you is asking if you, if Jesus is Lord and Savior of your life and if you've accepted him through faith alone. I have. Very good. Well, then I will baptize you. What is this little deal? It's for people who can't reach the water level. Okay, okay. Well, I'm going to turn this way. Okay. You're going to hold on. Close your nose. You got this? All right. Emily Catherine Nix, I baptize you in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, buried with him in baptism. Another baptism. This is Carrie Annie Diaz. Carrie, if you want to come on down. Guys, give her a hand. All right. You want to stand right here? Carrie Annie, uh, during the service, you've been following Christ for a while and have just felt that this prompting to get baptized. And so, uh, Carrie Annie, we're so excited to be able to do this. Is it your public profession of faith that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that you've been moved to new life by the Holy Spirit? Amen, amen. All right, you want to go ahead and clog your nose with your right hand? Awesome. Kiriani, it's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in, new life, in death and raised to walk in the nearness of life. All right, uh, we have another baptism. This is Macy Brown. Uh, Macy, come on down. What's up, Macy? How are, you? Hi, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm having a good time. Macy, uh, if you want to stand right here. Uh, Macy, we're so excited that you decided to get baptized right now. Macy, is it your public de declaration of faith that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior and that you've been moved to new life by the Holy Spirit? 
Yes, amen. <laughs> amen. All right, Macy. You want to clog your nose right? There you go. All right, Macy. It is my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death and raised to walk in the newness of life. Pastor Omar is coming down right now. You guys give it up. Buenos días. Qué gozo ahora esta mañana tenemos a Daisy que ha tomado la decisión de bautizarse hoy. Daisy, ¿has recibido a Jesús como tu único y personal Salvador? Así es. Bueno, me da mucho gusto escuchar eso. Gracias. Yo te bautizo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo, sepultada con Cristo y resucitada una nueva vida. All right. I got Pastor, Pastor Don's coming down. Come on in, come on in. Bueno, tenemos aquí esta mañana a Adrián, también tuve el privilegio de eh, conducirlo a los pies de Jesús. Adrián, ¿has recibido a Jesús como tu único y personal Salvador? Amén. Bueno, me da mucho gusto escuchar eso. Eh, esta mañana quiero bautizarte, así que puedes tocar tu nariz, por favor. Yo te bautizo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo, sepultado con Cristo y We're going to welcome in Natalia. Natalia, if you want to come on down. Well, this is a double baptism because Natalia is embarrassed. She's pregnant. Natalia, has received Jesus as your only personal Salvador? Como ministro de Jesucristo, yo te bautizo en el nombre del Padre, del Hijo y del Espíritu Santo. Sepultada con Cristo. All righty. Thanks, Pastor. I'm going to invite my friend Mo Marroa here. Mo, if you want to come on down. We got a... Sorry, we got a Come on down, Mo. Thank you, my friend. Guys, give it up for Mo. Mo, is it your public declaration of faith that Jesus Christ is your Lord and Savior, that you've been moved to new life by the Holy Spirit? Absolutely. Absolutely. Amen. All right. You want to go ahead and find you now? There you go. Mo, it's my honor to baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with him in death and raised to walk in the newness of life. All right. Now we got Pastor BJ who's going to bring down another friend of ours. Come on in, come on in. Another student. Let's go. All right. Man, um, first of all, I'm as shocked as you guys are to be back here. But like Hannah, the, the Lord was working in her life. Would, would you mind sharing what you just shared with me? Like how God was speaking with you? It's okay. I had a dream that I was getting baptized. Oh, amen. Yeah, yeah. and the Lord, 
this was this is just another example of the Lord just speaking and, and us listening and obeying and and uh, we've spoken with Hannah and I have the pleasure of being in the small group that her parents lead and um, and getting to know Ross and Trell and Hannah and Lily has been a pleasure to me and seeing the Lord work in their life I just want to I want to ask you a question have you placed your trust entirely in Jesus Christ as he has died, buried, and rose from the dead? Yes. Praise yes. God. All right. Then it is my pleasure to baptize you as a sister in Christ in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. You've been buried with Christ in his death, raised to walk. Woo!